you do that? That's rough, bro. All right, it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Amen, church? Praise God for another Wednesday night uh, prayer meeting service. And uh, I'm sure you've noticed we do have our new hymnals. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. Uh, Grab one of them, turn to page 111. Let's stand all over the house. Page 111. Boy, I love this old song. What sins are you talking about? Amen. I'm thankful that our sins are gone. Uh, They've been removed as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against us anymore. Amen. Let's sing this unto the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. I remember the days when I was bent low with the burden of sin and strife. Then Jesus came in and rescued me, and He gave me a brand new life. I now as I thank Him day after day for washing my sins. Aren't you thankful today, church? Almost hear the voice of the Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sing now. What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't remember them anymore. When my flesh becomes weak, it's then I can speak to the Savior who's with me each day. Oh, Father, forgive me here, please. And He washes my sins away. Thank God each time that I bow to give Him thanks for removing my guilt and shame. He cannot recall what I'm talking about, for His answer is always the same. Sing now. What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't sing that chorus one more time, amen. What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't remember them anymore. Amen. Isn't that good? What sins are we talking about? Amen. Let's go to uh, 117, Living by Faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Let's sing it unto the Lord tonight. Amen. I care not today what the morrow may bring, if shadow or sunshine or rain. Uh, Lord, I know ruleth for everything and all of my worry. Sing now, living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confiding in His great may blow and the storm clouds arise obscuring the brightness of life I'm never alarmed at the overcast skies Master looks on at the strife sing it out living by faith in Jesus above Trusting, confiding in His great love. From all arms saved, in His sheltering arm, I'm living by faith and feel no alarm on the third now. I know that He safely will carry me through, no matter what evil be tied. Why should I then care, though the tempest may blow? Thank God, it man's close to my side, living by faith in Jesus above. today our Lord will return to this earth some sweet day our troubles will then thank God amen the master so gently will lead us away beyond that blessed heavenly shore living by faith in Jesus above trusting confiding in his great love from all arms saved in his sheltering oh 
believing by faith and feel no alarm. Amen. Thank God. Turn around and shake hands together one with another. It's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. going to return to earth some sweet day and then our troubles and trials are going to all be over amen the master he's going to so gently lead us away beyond that bright heavenly shore amen i can't wait to go to heaven hallelujah amen heaven sounding sweeter all the time amen thank god but as long as i'm here on earth i want to live for him and do my best to live a life that's pleasing and acceptable into His sight. Good to see you tonight on this Wednesday. Amen. Uh, June 26th, I guess this, wait a minute, that's not right. June the 29th. Amen. Praise God. I was looking at the Sunday morning bulletin. But, uh, amen, this will be the last uh, service in the month of June. Uh, amen. As we enter into the month of July. So, uh, remember that. There will be a security training session here at the church on Sunday, July 17th, 6 o'clock p.m., and that is for everybody. Uh, also do remember Vacation Bible School will be held July 11th through 15th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. with the program on Friday night. Our fun day will be Saturday, July 16th, 1 to 4. Please join us in this effort to reach young people for Christ and Beginning this Saturday, um, we're going to go out over the next uh, three weeks or so, Saturdays. I believe we've got three Saturdays left. I've got some flyers in the process of being printed up right now. So uh, we'll uh, gather here at the church about 1030 on Saturday morning, go out for a couple hours, and uh, just try to round up some kids uh, for, for vacation Bible school. Amen. So uh, if you want to come out this Saturday and help us, with that door-to-door -door visitation, we would greatly appreciate that. One other announcement that I do have, um, you know, and this is just something 
you know, when we have uh, a member of our congregation that has a need, uh, I think we as a church family are obligated to uh, step up and help meet that need, especially uh, on behalf of our church widows. Uh, the Bible, you know, instructs us as a congregation, uh, amen, to especially uh, uh, be very sensitive to the needs of our widows. So Miss um, Cheryl Filing uh, is in the process of, uh, of trying to move. Uh, she is planning on closing on her house, Lord willing, the selling of her house this Friday. That's the tentative plan right now. And um, she's trying to get... Um, things out and, and as candidly as I know how to say it she really doesn't have anybody to help her and um, uh, she, most of the furniture the larger items have been moved out but again she's got to be out uh, again closing is Friday so been thinking about how we could help uh, myself and Carly went over uh, yesterday and we uh, we took a load of of items uh, for her from her house to a storage unit but I just think that we need to do our best to try to come together and help her if we can. So, uh, uh, yeah, Sam went over and helped uh, with a load. But really, if she's going to get out by Friday, I think it's going to take, uh, uh, take uh, you know, uh, more than just one or two. Um, and it just so happens right now that my box truck at the store is empty. So uh, I believe God's worked that out. Uh, so um, what we're going to do, um, and I figured many of you would be working uh, tomorrow during the day, but maybe tomorrow evening around uh, 6 o'clock p.m., we'll try to meet over there at her house and uh, just, just see if we can uh, rally together and help. I know some of you can't do that uh, due to uh, prior commitments and things, but if we could just get a handful of people to go over there uh, and work together, and uh, we'll see if we can't... Uh, uh, help Miss Cheryl during a time of need. Uh, I just noticed when I was over there yesterday that all she could do, of course, Cheryl's not in good health either. So all she could do, you know, work about 15 minutes uh, taping boxes and things, and she was just pretty much spent. So, um, amen. If you can, uh, help me tomorrow evening about 6 o'clock uh, p.m. Just by way of prayer request uh, tonight, uh, good to see uh, Sam and Barbie here. Amen. Continue to remember them in prayer, uh, especially Miss Barbie. Uh, pray for Bob Price. Uh, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, Bob uh, was supposed to go home today. I've not got confirmation on that, uh, but uh, Lord will and Bob was supposed to come home from uh, the rehab facility there in Johnson City. So uh, to God be the glory for that. Continue, amen, to remember uh, Brother Gary uh, Gridley in prayer. Remember Miss Elma and her health. Uh, Miss Grace uh, Babcock, we, uh, uh, Mike, you want to share anything about that, or do you want me? Amen. Praise the Lord. In other words, there was a big difference on the positive end from the scans that they ran um, a few months back and the scans that they ran just a couple of weeks ago. And Cheryl again, got, or excuse me, uh, Miss uh, Grace got that confirmation um, uh, yesterday. So to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for another answer to prayer. Continue to remember Miss Cheryl Davis. Uh, uh, continue to pray for Dad and his recovery. 
Um, we need to continue to remember uh, Holly and I, our former pastor, Boyd Holder, in prayer, as they have removed over 80 pounds of fluid on him just in the last few days. So remember uh, him in prayer. Also pray for Bandy Thompson. Um, remember him. Remember Miss Lola. Miss Lola came by the store, uh, I guess it was yesterday, and she's just really struggling, still having a lot of pain in her lower back um, area. Uh, and also her hip where she fell, and she's still waiting on an MRI as far as that uh, is concerned. So continue to remember uh, Miss Lola. You know, if there is maybe an urgent request tonight that we have, let's uh, especially uh, remember Brother Bruce in prayer. Brother Bruce um, has been having some pains in his um, uh, lower abdomen and his back, and he went to the emergency room um, Let's see, went to the emergency room, uh, I guess it would have been Monday night, and um, they found a large mass on his liver, and uh, they're referring him to an oncologist. So uh, uh, remember, Brother Bruce, they said it's about the size of a softball, and uh, man, for your liver, that's a, that's a big mass. So remember Bruce in prayer, and also uh, uh, to, to add insult to injury, he found out that his, that his aunt who was more like a sister to him, passed away unexpectedly around the same time. So remember Bruce. Uh, I love Bruce, don't you? Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, what a warrior of the faith he is. And we just really need to rally around him as well. So remember uh, uh, Bruce in prayer. Remember Tyler's uh, son, Christian. Uh, remember Brian Cannon's uh, uh, mom, Jeanette. Remember her. Remember Jerry Jones. Uh, remember Sam Bethea. I don't know if anybody of you saw, but I posted some of the videos of Sam just standing right in the middle of that crowd up there in, in D.C., uh, and boy, they was spitting on him, hollering at him and everything else, and he just said, Jesus loves you, Jesus saves, and all this. So remember him in prayer. Remember Marlene Crumb, remember Valerie Swiker, uh, remember this child August that is needing an emergency procedure, and they have so far denied that. Uh, remember Diana uh, with a heart attack. Uh, remember, um, let's see, Robert's brother Jonathan in prayer. Uh, Bobby and Amy Davis, Richard and Allie, uh, Ron, excuse me, Pam Ward, and uh, continue to remember Miss Maria. Boy, wasn't Miss Maria a tremendous blessing to us uh, on Sunday night? But remember her as she's traveled out west uh, now, so pray for her. And then continue to remember my uncle Ronnie, and again is uh, the miracle that uh, took place with him, and, uh, but continue to remember him also. Those are just a few that we have. I'm sure you've got some others that you'd like for us to remember tonight. Amen. Amen. Remember, Miss Dolores. Go ahead, Barbie. Amen. Judy Plaster with cancer. Other needs tonight? Goodness. 
Amen. I've heard of several here lately that's been diagnosed with the COVID. So remember Miss Jeannie Cutchall and also remember Matt in prayer, uh, especially with, um, he's, he's uh, supposed to graduate tomorrow. So remember um, uh, them in prayer tonight. Somebody else this evening? Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Amen. Amen. Tyler's got a, a spider bite, uh, and uh, we need to pray for him. It's, I reckon it's, uh, he showed me the, the wound. That's pretty nasty. Amen. So remember him in prayer. Amen. Somebody else? Right, um, Jake's mom's friend Tabby uh, diagnosed with cancer, and then Miss Kayla's got surgery. I thought it might be brain surgery, amen. But amen. She needs it. Uh, running around with Jake, can I get a witness? Hallelujah. <laughs> Tanya's, Tanya's shaking her head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> amen. Somebody else tonight? Yeah, go ahead, daughter. You got one? No. <laughs> Any others? Amen. Amen. Uh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's certainly a win in our favor to know just exactly what that does mean and what it doesn't mean. I know that the, the left is really taking it and run with it, running with it and say that basically the rights of those who don't want to pray are going to be, you know, just all kinds of misunderstanding there. But certainly another win uh, on behalf of, of God's people. Amen. The question is, what are we going to do, do about it? What are we going to do with it? Amen. We want to celebrate, and rightfully so. We need to celebrate over what God's done, these opportunities given to us. But if we just kind of um, rest on our laurels and just, uh, uh, we, we've got to follow up and capitalize with the momentum that God's given to us. Uh, so, um, and you know, I don't want to get into this too much, but amen, you would be amazed at how many, quote, so-called Christians do not believe uh, that we should be celebrating what's taking place. And that's a tragedy. Amen. A travesty. Uh, I, again, God is, the, God is a God of life. Amen. I mean, biblically speaking, I don't think there's any controversy as far as where we should stand. Life begins at conception. Uh, but I'll tell you, there's just been a lot of indoctrination uh, by the liberals and the leftists, especially in and upon the younger generation. Uh, amen. But um, 
So we just need to proclaim the truth. Amen. Amen. And we need to just uh, take advantage of what God's done and, and just pray that, uh, again, that we'll see revival because of this. Amen. Any others tonight? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Remember Sam in prayer. Any anyone else tonight? Amen. Amen. Remember Joanne and Michael. Love them dearly, and just pray that the Lord will help both of them. Anyone else? Unspoken request by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones, amen. Let's continue to pray for those who, um, who are not saved. Pray for our missionaries on the field, and let's just continue to pray. I, I need your prayers tonight as I preach. So we'll gather around the altar at this time. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Okay. Yes, sir. Josh, would you please pray for us? Father, we do love you. Lord, we thank you so much, God, for this uh, chance we have. Lord, just to gather together as a body of believers. Thank you, Father, Lord, for this time. Lord, uh, what a blessing it is, God, just to be, uh, Lord, together, Lord, with uh, those that we love and those that love us. God, I pray that we never be negligent, God, concerning the privilege we have, God, just to, Lord, faithfully attend the Lord's house. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would be here tonight as a people prepared to worship you. Oh, God, tonight, forgive us our sin. 
We'll receive our uh, building fund offering at this time. If I could have a couple ushers come forward. And, uh, amen. Amen. Anthony, you ladies in prayer, brother. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Amen. One fifty-three. Turn to one fifty-three. I know we, this is out abnormal, but we got these new songs to play with. Hallelujah! I like that. One Soon I'll come to the end of my journey, and I'll meet the one who gave his life for me. I will thank him for the love that he gave me, and tend thousand years or more I'll reign with him. Oh, I like that. Ten thousand years will just be started. Ten thousand years we've just begun. The battle's Victory's been won ten thousand years, and we've just begun. We will just begin to sing love's sweet story. It's a song that the angels. 
angels cannot see. I'm redeemed by the blood of the Savior. Oh, I like it. And ten thousand years or more, I'll praise His name. Ten thousand years will just be started. Ten thousand years we've just begun. The battle's over and the victory's been won ten thousand years sing that chorus one more time hallelujah I feel something on that ten thousand years will just be started ten thousand years and we've just begun the battle's over and the victory's been won ten thousand years and we've just begun isn't that an old wonderful song praise the lord now the Bible says a thousand years is a day, and a day is a thousand years with the Lord. And one thing I'm looking forward to about heaven is it's a place where there'll be no time. Amen? Amen. Well, I tell you, I don't know about anybody else, but time is, is one of my greatest enemies. I, I'll tell you, hallelujah, time just drives me crazy. But when we get to heaven, we'll never have to get in a hurry again. Uh, amen? We'll never be uh, up against the clock and never... We won't be on a, on a deadline, hallelujah, but uh, it'll just be one unending day. The Bible says there's no, no night, no need of sun or moon. Why? Because the Lamb will be the light of that city. Amen. Amen. 10,000 years. Wow, I like that. All right, turn with me to Jeremiah chapter number 20 tonight. Yes, go ahead. What are you talking about? Well, I could if I... Oh, you're going to sing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's going to sing. <laughs> well, turn to 364. <laughs> I encourage you to go through the book. Um, I've said it before, uh, but it's probably the best hymnal I've ever seen. It's absolutely full of got some convention songs like you find in the church hymnal. It's got a lot of good hymns, but it's got a lot of good choir type songs as well. So uh, uh, praise the Lord. I'm thankful. Uh, when we were uh, growing up, taking piano lessons, this is what you call sight reading. So uh, she's putting them under the pressure tonight. And can you transpose it to E flat? Well, of course I can. <laughs> or I'll just screech. This, this is just, that's one of the best songs. It says the next time Jesus comes, he won't have to die for me. He'll be coming for me. What's better than that? 
He won't be hanging on a cross. He won't be lying in a manger. Amen. But he'll come as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And guess what? I'm going to be with him when he comes. Amen. They'll never crown Jesus till I get there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's good. Amen. We could do that all night, couldn't we? Just look for songs. and Amen. That's a... Uh, that's kind of how I found, again, turned to Jeremiah 20. That's how I found that hymnal. Uh, we were at uh, Eastside Baptist Church uh, for Caroline and Carly's uh, piano recital. And I promise you I was paying attention to the recital. Amen. But uh, I just got to looking through some hymn books and through that hymnal. And boy, the, the more I looked, the more I liked what I was looking at. 
Amen. So praise the Lord. God's good to us. Jeremiah chapter number 20, verse number 10. If you found your place, say amen. Stand in reverence to the Word of God tonight. For I heard the defaming of many, fear on every side. Report, say thee, or say they, and we will report it. All my familiars watch for my halting, saying, Peradventure he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, mighty terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. But, O Lord of hosts, that triest the righteous, and seest the reins in the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them. For unto thee have I opened my cause. Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he hath delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of the evildoers. We'll quit reading there tonight. Preach to you on this thought, Jeremiah's dilemma. Father in heaven, I love you. Pray your blessings would be upon the reading and the preaching of thy word. And God, we're thankful that the word of God is uh, that incorruptible seed that lives and abides forever. Uh, Lord, it's the power of God. Lord, it is food for our daily bread. And Lord, it's a road map uh, for our direction and guidance. Lord, move in our midst. Work in our hearts, encourage us, Lord, to make sure that we open our calls unto you. Just like Jeremiah did, Father, and Lord, we'll praise you in advance for who you are and what you do. Honor your word, exalt your son by way of your humble servant. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, you may be seated. Amen. We've been in this chapter, and I was hoping to finish it up tonight, but I'm not going to. Uh, it's just too important. Uh, not only what we have for tonight, but also what we'll have for next Wednesday night. Uh, again, this trilogy of chapters, uh, number 18 through 20. Uh, again, the potter's house. Uh, and we talked about that and then how that Jer uh, the Lord commanded Jeremiah to take the elders of the city and go uh, under the potsherd gate and, and to break a vessel, uh, illustrating how that uh, God was getting ready to, to break the nation and the kingdom of Judah in the same way that he had just broken that vessel. Amen. But uh, again, uh, beginning a couple of weeks ago, we started looking at chapter number 20 and how uh, the people, and specifically the religious leaders, Pasher, again, was a priest. Uh, and uh, amen. as a matter of fact, he was the, the, the governor uh, of the house of the Lord. He was in charge of the temple. He was the big daddy preacher, amen. But he didn't like the words of Jeremiah. Pastor and Jeremiah probably knew each other. They were acquaintances, again, because Jeremiah was of a family of priests. And most people thought that Jeremiah would be a priest, but instead God called him to be a prophet, amen. We need to be aware that what we want is not necessarily what God wants. And His will for our lives may be contrary to what we think. His will should be. Uh, amen. But uh, Pasher responded by turning against Jeremiah, raising a conspiracy up against him, digging a pit. Uh, amen. Uh, again, putting him in the stocks. He spent a night in the stocks. And he began to experience physical persecution because uh, of the stand that he had took and his faithfulness to the message that he had preached. 
Uh, as a result, he decided he was going to quit and give up. He said, I'm, he said, all it's done, the word of God has been a reproach unto me. I've been faithful in preaching the truth and delivering God's word, and all it's done has gotten me in trouble. People hate me. They've, they viewed me as the enemy, uh, as a troublemaker. And he said, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm through. But then the Bible tells us that uh, he couldn't keep quiet because there was a fire shut up in his bones in the form of the Word of God. The Word of God sustained Jeremiah. Amen. We've got to make sure that we allow God's Word to be our sustenance. Uh, Amen. That it preserves us. It gives us our energy uh, and our drive and our motivation just to to, to get a little further down the road in life's journey. Friend, if you're going to be sustained in life, it'll be through God's Word. Amen. I mean, it won't be through the circumstances, the situations in your life. It won't be because of some goosebump feeling that you have. Amen. No, friends, feelings change. Circumstances change. But the Word of God is forever settled, and it's an unchangeable Word that'll get you through every t- trial and test that you face. Well, so we're going to, we find here, you know, it's almost as if Jeremiah was, uh, what are they, um, amen, up, up one day and down the, the next, help me out. Sounds about right. What is that? Help, help me out. Yeah, bipolar. Jeremiah was bipolar. He had to be. You study this chapter one minute, he is on, on the mountain, the next minute he's on the valley. I mean, Jeremiah is ready to roll. He's having a time, but then before... It's all said and done. We're going to look at it next week. We're going to talk about the sanctity of life next week. Isn't that something that needs to be discussed in our world to do today? The fact that God values, is it not working? What's wrong? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong. You've got to turn the receivers on. Uh, the problem was, is that better? Okay, the problem... Amen. Now you got me all off track. Hey, hey, listen. God values life. And we need to value life in the same way that God values life. But at the end of the chapter, Jeremiah's cursing the very day that he was born. He's saying he'd be better off that I'd never been born. Amen. And we're going to discuss the sanctity of life, Lord willing, next week. But tonight, Jeremiah's in a dilemma. And again, he just continues to describe the conspiracy and the, the opposition that had risen up against him. Verse number 10, there's a defamation. He said, for I have heard the defaming of many. He was being falsely accused. And his character was being defamed and attacked by his enemies. For I want to remind you tonight, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And uh, one of the signs that you're doing right, that you're exactly where God would have you to be, is the fact that He's accusing you. Amen? And that He's defaming you and He's speaking negative words against your character. Friend, Jesus was falsely accused. And if we identify ourselves with Him, we will be also. If it happened to Christ and if it happened to those who came before us, then we better believe it will happen to us as well. Matthew 5, 11 and 12, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you 
and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Do you know we ought in our day that it's uh, becoming more and more uh, unpopular to identify ourselves with Jesus. We need to be expected, we ought to expect to be treated the same way they treated Jeremiah and Isaiah and Jesus. Amen. Uh, Friend, uh, taking a stand for Christ never has been popular and especially is not popular in the day that you and I are living in. The day that calls uh, good evil and evil good. Amen. So confused that we don't even we can't even tell the difference between what's right and what's wrong. Amen. And listen, friend, they view us as the, the culprit. They view us as the problem. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, the abortionists view the Christians uh, as being of the devil because we're taking away their rights. Amen. Hey, honey, it just ain't about the rights of your body, but it's about the rights of that, the body of that baby that dwells within you. Amen. But you know, there's a special reward promised to those who are verbally, verbally accosted for the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, now it doesn't say that uh, those who are criticized for, uh, uh, rightfully for things we have done, but listen, if, we're, if we are uh, defamed, uh, amen, and if we're uh, accused, and if we're ridiculed and made fun of because uh, we identify ourselves with Jesus Christ, then the Bible says, great is our reward in heaven. And intimidation, not only did he hear the defaming of many, but fear was on every side. His enemies were ganging up on him. He was being bullied. He was being intimidated by his enemies. He was being threatened by his adversaries. He was outnumbered. And physically physically speaking, he was in the minority. Everywhere Jeremiah looked and every which way he turned, he found somebody that wanted to harm him and bring him down instead of Somebody to help him and lift him up. Friend, uh, do you know that one of the devil's greatest tactics, and one thing that this verse right here shows us is some of the tactics and the strategies that the devil uses to come against us in our lives. The devil's an intimidator. Amen. He wants to threaten you. He wants to, uh, amen, uh, uh, again, he wants to lie to you. And he wants to uh, show you all of these things to uh, cause you to be afraid. Uh, and listen, taking a stand for Jesus can be a lonely stand. Amen? Uh, but why? Again, because uh, regardless of what we want to think, uh, there's, there's more of them out there than there are in here. Amen? Uh, we are quickly becoming the minority. Fewer people, and this, this is fact tonight, fewer people uh, believe in, uh, in America believe in God today than they ever have. Fewer people uh, identify themselves with, uh, as being religious in America today than they ever have. Fewer people today go to church than, than they've ever been. 
So you just, uh, you better accept the fact that if you do right, if you live right, if you take a stand for what's right and choose to live your life according to the truths of God's Word, you're going to be an oddball and an outcast. That's all right. That's what Jesus was. Amen. An intimidation. The devil's a coward. He's a bully. He's He's a loser. Amen, but some of the bigger, biggest losers I've ever known have been bullies. Amen, they wanted to intimidate you because they knew they couldn't win. The devil knows he can't win. So he's going to do his best uh, uh, to intimidate you and to cause you to be afraid. An investigation. Report, say they, and we will report it. The enemy had spies and people undercover who were constantly watching every move that Jeremiah made. They were just looking for him to falter and mess up so they could take it and use it against Jeremiah. You know, is that not a good word for us? And is there not a lesson for us from the pulpit to the pew tonight? And that is the fact that the world is watching us. Amen. Don't you think they're not because they are. And another one of the tricks of the enemy is that he wants, to, he wants you to mess up because it makes him feel better about himself. Amen. They, the world wants to use the imperfections of God's people as an excuse, amen, for, for their lifestyle, for their wickedness. And you know as well as I do that the greatest excuse in the world today, I'm not going to church, I'm living, not living for God because all them hypocrites. Amen. I'd rather go to church with the hypocrites than go to hell with them. Hallelujah. But, but listen, amen, and, and by the way, there, are, there is no such thing as perfection aside for Jesus Christ. We are going to fall. We are going to falter. We are going to fail. But we need to live our lives uh, with a conscious and a con- consistent awareness of the fact that people are watching us. And people are just looking for us to stumble because they want to use our failures as an excuse to legitimize their sin. You know, well, somebody said, well, I don't care what somebody thinks about me. Well, you better. Now, I want to th- I- I be concerned more about what God thinks than people do. You'll never be able to please people. You please one person, you make somebody else mad. Amen. But I want to, listen, our, our testimony is important. Our character is important. Our integrity is important. And we need to, listen, you know what? Uh, the Bible says it like this. We need to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we've been called. In other words, we need to, we need to live up to our name. And I'm not talking about the fact that I'm a Baptist. I'm I'm talking about the fact that because I call myself a Christian, people, uh, amen, people associate me with Jesus. Amen. And I don't want want my life to be a a reproach to my master. Amen. But I want to make sure that my life, what did the book of Acts, it tells them that they took note of the disciples. When they saw their boldness, amen, their courage in spite of the fact that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. 
Our lives need to remind others of Jesus. People are watching us. They're just looking for us to fail to excuse their wicked lifestyles. Expectation. All my familiars watched for my halting. Now I want you to notice the word familiars here. See, when I first started making notes on this verse, I used the word enemy. This wasn't his enemy. What is a familiar? That's somebody that knows you. That's somebody that's familiar with you. That's an acquaintance. That's a friend. It could even be a family member. Hey, those that were closest to Jeremiah had turned against him. His friends and family who turned on him had become his enemies and were watching him and were waiting for his downfall and his demise. Amen. For those who were against him, his failure was not a matter of if, but when. You know something we need to remember? Not everybody's for us. <laughs> not everybody wants to see us succeed. Uh, you know, I, when you're young and naive, you think, oh, everybody, everybody's for me. Everybody's going to encourage me. Everybody's going to, uh, amen, give me a push along. Amen, help me down the road. No, friend, there's some people that would just love to see you fall flat on your face. And they're going to have a party and celebrate your downfall. That's why you need to pick and choose uh, your acquaintances. And it, you need to make sure, you know what success is all about. It's all about our environment. So much of our success as human beings depends upon uh, what kind of environment we cultivate around us, who we choose to hang around with. Jesus loved everybody, but He was picky about His inner circle. Amen? Amen. And if it's toxic, kick it to the curb! If it's bringing bringing you down, get rid of it! Because I'm telling you, most of us are products of our environment. Amen. Uh, he had been abandoned and forsaken and was being mistreated by the very ones who were closest to him. Amen. Can you imagine how he must have felt? Uh, but let me read you some scripture. Is that alright tonight? Now y'all better buckle up because this ain't easy. This, this, this definitely wouldn't, this wouldn't, this wouldn't uh, fly at Joe Osteen or Rick Warren's church. Alright? But it's what the Bible says. Matthew 10, 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I am not. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come. Listen to this. This is the words of Jesus. The one who's all nice. And the one that, uh, amen, it's all about love and powder puff and, uh, amen, cotton candy. He said, I am come to set a man at variance against his father. And the daughter against her mother. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. That ain't a surprise. Hallelujah. (laughs) And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother or me more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and falleth after me is not worthy of me. That spits in the face of this modern Christianity, so-called Christian culture. Can I say something to you this, tonight? If you don't get anything else...
from tonight's message. You get this. True Christianity is controversial. I need to get a patent on that. True Christianity, Bible Christianity always has been and always will be controversial. We must be willing to choose Christ even over and above those who are in our own household. That's hard, isn't it? Tempt to, do you know something? <laughs> Amen. I, I, I'm, I am, I'm telling you, there, there's nothing like being rejected for Jesus by those of your own family. Amen? But you know what? My true allegiance, my number one obligation is to be devoted to Christ over and above everyone else. Temptation. Peradventure, He will be enticed. Now notice again, these are tactics and strategies that the enemy and the devil is imploring to bring Jeremiah down. Did you know that the devil has a strategy set out for your life to bring you down? Especially if you're making a difference. Amen? Tyler, you're making a difference. You know why you're making a difference? Because you're different. And you better believe the devil has a strategy out there to bring you down. We've got to learn his tactics. We've got to understand the way he works and the way he wants to come against us. And we must prepare ourselves for the attack before it ever comes. Peradventure, he will be enticed. Uh, Jeremiah's enemies were even looking for ways and opportunities to tempt him to give into sin and to fall into temptation. Man, that's low down, isn't it? For the enemy to literally be thinking about and coming up with ways to tempt us, to try to get us to fall. You know the devil knows your weakness? And your weakness is different than mine. What may be a weakness for me may not be a weakness for you. By the way, we've all got weaknesses. Amen? And guess what? You better know your weakness because I know somebody that does, the devil. He knows just exactly where to hit you where it hurts. He's very well aware of that soft spot in your armor. That weakest link. You better know it. You better be aware of it. And you better do everything you can to protect yourself and to defend yourself. From Did you know there, the Bible says that, uh, well this is, you know the old saying, the Lord will never put more on us than we can bear. Well technically, where that comes from is, is in Corinthians it says that there is no temptation taking you but such is common to man. But God will not tempt you uh, above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. Amen. So God will never overload our, our wagon. He knows uh, just how uh, he, he knows our loading capacity. Amen, just like a, a, a truck, it's got a capacity, a load. My boat's got a, a passenger capacity. And with me on it, I better be thinking, make sure I know what that capacity is, that weight capacity. Amen. The Lord knows. How much pressure you can handle. And he'll never overload your wagon. But I got news for you. You say, well, 
So in other words, the, de- the Lord will never put you in a situation to where the temptation is too much for you to handle. But I believe we can put ourselves in situations that are too much. I mean, do you know that it's possible for you to end up in a situation where you've already failed before you've already been tempted? Amen? Because you intentionally expose your, your life to that weak place in your armor. You, you better protect it. I better defend myself. And, and sometimes, hey, it's, it, it's, it's uh, not a shame to run from temptation. Joseph ran from temptation. That old harlot, she grabbed him by the coat. Said, would you lie with me? And David, or excuse me, uh, amen, who am I to? Joseph. He literally ran out of his own clothes and left his coat in her arms to keep from giving in to temptation. Amen. You know the truth of the matter is there ain't no excuse for sin. When we say, oh, the devil made me do it. No, you didn't. No, he didn't. Uh, Your flesh did. You gave in to your weakness. And you made a choice to choose wrong over what was right. Dominion. And we shall prevail against him. Isn't that great? Or no, 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 this is the enemy still. Excuse me. His enemies wanted to have ultimate control and authority and over his life. Let me ask you tonight, who's in control of your life? And the truth is, everybody's controlled by somebody. You're either controlled by the devil, by God, or by other people. People say, oh, nobody tells me what to do. Oh, yeah, they do. Somebody's pushing your buttons and pulling your strings. The question is, who is it? Amen? And, and, and the devil is power hungry. And he wants to have authority and over you. But I want to make sure that the Lord is the one that's pulling the, shot, pulling the strings and calling the shots in my life. Retaliation. And all this is verse 10. Isn't this verse just full of good stuff? And we will take our revenge on him. They were mad at Jeremiah. And they wanted to retaliate against him. For the words he spoke and the message he had preached and had been given by God. Friend, there, there's a cost for preaching the truth in our day. There's a price to be paid. And you know, we want to, and, and I understand, look, that, that is part of the problem. Yellow-bellied preachers that's not willing to stand up for the truth and preach the truth. But it ain't nearly as easy as you think it is. Amen? And there is a cost. And there is a price. And it's going to cost you something. And, and when you, amen, let your light shine and it exposes the darkness of people's sins. You better uh, get ready, honey, because they're coming out after you and they're going to retaliate against you. Companion, verse 11, but the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible. Isn't that great? To know that in spite of the fact that we may be outnumbered, we may be surrounded, they're bullying us, they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're falsely accusing us, they're intimidating us. Amen, they're, they're, they're watching us, they're spying on us, they're looking for us, they're, they're just waiting for us to fall, to fail. 
Amen. Those of our own household sometimes are the ones that turn against us. Uh, they, they are intentionally trying to tempt us to, fall, to fail. And they're looking to retaliate against us for doing the right thing. But in spite, and you know, you look at that, that seems like an almost an insurmountable challenge. How am I going to get, how am I going to overcome that? Well, why? Because the Lord is with me. As a mighty terror. Hey, you're not alone, but you got somebody that ain't going to leave you hanging. He ain't going to stand you up. He's going to stand with you. Amen. How many of you believe tonight the Lord, he, He won't leave you, He won't forsake you. He'll stand by you when everybody else has fled. Says He'll go with us always. One with God always has been and always will. Be a majority. If you've got God on your side tonight, friend, you've got everything you need. Conviction. Verse 11. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. What I want you to notice here is Jeremiah. You say, how did Jeremiah succeed? How did he overcome all this? Because Jeremiah had confidence. You know, that's what God needs today is people of confidence. Rather than people of cowardice. <laughs> uh, amen. We, you know what the Lord, the Lord needs some Gideons. The, nor, the Lord needs a few good men and women who will rise up and be willing to take a stand. Why? Because we have confidence, not in ourselves, but in the one that won't. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about confidence. The book of Philippians chapter 1, being confident of this one thing, that he hath begun a good work and you shall perform it. Under the, hey, in other words, he's the one that started it, he's the one that will bring it to pass. So I can be confident that what God started, he's going to finish in my life. For the, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. I can have confidence tonight that God will answer my prayer. Amen? Can I tell you who not to have confidence in? The Bible says it's better to put your confidence in God than in men. Don't, be, don't put your confidence in the preacher. Put your confidence in the Lord. The preacher will fail you. The Lord will. He's the one. He's a good source for your confidence. Don't put confidence in your flesh because your flesh will fail you. Amen. Don't you think? Let a man that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. But you know, God needs some people of confidence. I mean, God needs some people of boldness. You know, the reason that Jeremiah made a difference is because he was a man of courage, he was a man of boldness, and he was a man of confidence because he believed that his God would do for him just exactly what he said he'd do. And if God would do it for him, guess what? God did. Amen. And if God did it for Jeremiah, He'll do it for us. We need some confidence. Hallelujah. How many of you need confidence tonight? Amen. Praise God. Hey Amen. If you're going to be a good salesman, <laughs> Amen, you've got to have confidence in the product you're selling. Amen. If you believe in Chevrolets, you need to be selling Chevrolets. They're right, Pops. Amen. You've got to have confidence. Confidence, amen, uh, that whatever it is you're selling is really the best thing out there. How many of you believe our product is the best thing going? Hallelujah, confusion.
Amen. It's good. I've never felt alone since I left the Lord in my life. Isn't that good? A confusion, their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Now notice this. When it was all said and done, no one would forget how that God had won the victory and the devil had lost the battle. You know, our pride is a bad thing. But you know, God is proud. And he has a right to be proud. And you better believe that he takes um, the value and the integrity of his name seriously. And he is in the business of proving that who he is, who he said he is. And when it was all said and done, God told Jeremiah, Jeremiah... Nobody, when this thing's all said and done, they may be giving you the business right now. You may, be, you may look like you are, you may have egg and mud on your face. But when it's all said and done, nobody's going to forget that I am the Lord. And what I say is true. And one thing about it, friend, no matter what the world tries to do, when it's all said and done, God's going to come out on top. So I want to make sure I'm on His side. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, I'm almost finished. Praise God. Amen. I could preach all night. It's Pam's fault for singing that last song. She took away five minutes of my preaching. Praise the Lord. She did it on purpose. <laughs> A realization, verse 12, But, O Lord of hosts, that triest the righteous and seest the reins. You know, the Lord knows. And I, I know I've said that to you a lot. But the fact is, God knows. You know, a lot of times we pray, Lord, did you see that? I mean, we're like tatt- spiritual tattletales. Isn't that what kids do? They tell on each other. They're snitches. <laughs> God don't need snitches. God don't need us telling on our enemy because God knows. God knows about the liberals. And all that they're trying to do right now to to frame themselves as being in the right and us as being in the wrong. You know, I'll tell you, I watched those videos of Sam Bethea up there in D.C. Man, I'll tell you some of the things they said. I'd be be scared that God would strike me down with lightning. You know, these celebrities right now, uh, amen, just using vulgar things. Blank your Bible. Amen. Blank your Jesus. They have no fear of God. But God knows every word that's spoken. Amen? And, 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 okay, we need, you say, preacher, what can I do? Well, there's some things you can't do about it, but what you can do is live a life. This is something I said a few weeks ago, and God keeps bringing it back to me. We need to live lives to where we are consciously aware of the fact that God is consciously aware of us. Am I, am I consciously aware of the fact that God is consciously aware of me? Amen. Do, do I live my life as if I know that God knows? Not just God knows about me, but God knows about my enemies. 
Those who are trying to hurt me and harm me. I don't have to vindicate myself. I don't have to try to justify myself. When it's all said and done, God's going to right every wrong. Amen. Just, I just need to live my life consciously aware of the fact that God is consciously aware of me. Man, that'll help us if we'd get a hold of it. Wouldn't it? But we think that we've got to tell on, tell on them. We've got to snitch on them and tell, tell, tell God. No, God already knows. Amen. Let me see thy vengeance on them. Notice it wasn't His vengeance, it was the Lord's vengeance. He was praying that He would get to see the Lord vindicating his, Him and over His enemies. That's why we do not need to take matters into our own hands. Because when it's all said and done, God will vindicate His own. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Petition. For unto thee have I opened my cause. Amen. He knew where to turn. He knew where to go to. Amen. Who are you opening your cause to? I got a cause tonight, don't you? Anybody have some causes you're living for and fighting for? You know who to go to to help you win the victory? Amen. Look under the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help comes from God. Amen. Abba Father. This poor man cried. The Lord heard him. Saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Do you know I've got, a, I've got an external and an internal form of protection in my life. I'm internally protected through the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. The devil can't get me on the inside because i got the Holy Ghost. That's why I believe that Christians can't be demon possessed. Anybody that tells you otherwise is preaching false doctrine. Amen. You've got internal protection in the Holy Ghost. But externally I'm protected by the angels of the Lord that encamp round about me. Isn't that wonderful? I'm protected on the inside and I'm protected on the outside. You remember Elisha at Dothan? Amen. The enemy is mad at him because, uh, uh, amen, he kept, uh, amen, he kept revealing the battle plans of the enemy to Ezra's king. Ezra's king said, what was going to happen? Amen. Elisha said, well, he's going to do this and he's going to do that. And they were ready ahead of time. And the, the enemy said, well, who, who's, where's the spy in the camp? Who's telling our strategy? And his advisor said, oh, it's that Elisha. He said, where's he at? He's at Dothan. Amen. And Elisha and his servant rose one morning. They walked outside. And the servant said, oh, master, what shall we do? The enemy surrounded us on the hills. We're surrounded. And Elisha said, hey, boy, don't even worry about that. Don't you see, amen, the host of angels standing in between us and in between them? They couldn't get to us if they wanted to. Do you know the devil cannot touch your life without God's permission? (laughs) What shall we be afraid of? Because we've got God on our side. Let me tell you this story. I say, preacher, you preach too long. Blame Pam. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hey, listen. It was told about a missionary. I've heard Guy Roberts tell this story. I forget the lady's name. But she was a missionary. I've heard him tell it two or three times now. But on the islands during the World War II, the Japanese hopped across those islands and 
If you know anything about the Japanese, they were brutal. They killed everything coming and going. And uh, amen, they, they, would, they would rape and kill the women. And uh, they were at this certain village. And the villagers came to this missionary lady by night and said, This is the last night you all are going. Tonight the Japanese are coming after you. They're coming to this village. They're going to rape and kill all the women. Amen. Well, what did she do? She prayed. Oh, the night passed and nothing happened. And they, those same reporters came in the next day and she said, what? the missionary said, what happened? Why didn't they come? And they said, well, what, didn't you see it? And they said, no, we didn't see it. She, they said, well, the, the, the Japanese started to approach the village and, and, and they turned and ran the other way because they saw these white lights over the village that instead of coming they ran the other way and that was God protecting that missionary lady amen God is in the business of protecting his people amen I don't know what's going to happen but what I do know is God is going to preserve isn't that what he said unto Paul he said nobody's at my last defense no man stood with me all men forsake me but God stood with me and delivered me out of the mouth of the lion and he shall preserve me to his heavenly kingdom amen one way or another I am preserved in hand I've got an internal and external form of protection Holy Ghost in the, on the inside the angels of God on the outside. Hallelujah. You say, well, what's the conclusion of all this? Well, verse 13, an adoration, singing to the Lord, praise you the Lord, for He hath delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of the evildoers. Isn't that great? How many of you tonight, your testimony is that the Lord has delivered the soul of the poor <laughs> from the hand of the evildoers? So that's what Jeremiah did. He said, what was his reaction? He just praised God. Just like we preached Sunday morning. Bless the Lord, all oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, all oh my soul. I just want to get my praise on. Because no matter what my enemy does, i got somebody that's going to stand by me. You can do what you want to, but as for me, I think I'll just go with God. All right, now that's great. Next week we're going to see how Jeremiah, I mean the very next verse. Oh God, I curse the day I was born. Why didn't you slay me from the time of my, amen. What, what was he? He was bipolar. Jeremiah was bipolar, just like a lot of us. On the mountain one day and the valley the next. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's... <laughs> Amen. Praise God. What did you, you do having me? The biggest mistake this world's histories. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Isn't God good tonight, church? Do you love the Word of God? Amen. Isn't that a blessing just to study the Bible? And boy, I tell you, we could have just stayed in that verse 10 all night long. That's just some good stuff as we uh, consider the, the strategy of the devil to come at us and try to bring us down. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Father in heaven, I know I've gone a little long tonight in my preaching, but Lord, I just can't help but preach. Lord, just like Jeremiah when he said, I had every 
planned to quit and to keep quiet, but I couldn't. I had to speak out because there was something uh, rumbling down on the inside as a fire shut up in my bones. God, I pray we'd be people of courage. I pray we'd be people of confidence. Lord, not necessarily in each other or the flesh, but I pray that our confidence would be in God. Lord, give us that boldness we need to stand. Lord, not back down, but look the devil in the eye and tell him that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, that if you preserve Jeremiah, and if you preserve the Apostle Paul, you will preserve and vindicate every one of your children who stays faithful to the calls that we've been called into. Lord, I love you and I praise you and I thank you for the service. Thank you for those who are here tonight to hear it. And Lord, I pray that your blessings would be upon them and those who've watched by way of live stream tonight. God, we love you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed.